Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast, where we explore the diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you're a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Dr. Leland, how are you guys doing? Everyone, actually, I want to address a couple of things. First is that, um, A, I am graced, okay, by somebody, my sister from another mother. I'm a sister from another mister from Sia. This one is another mother, okay? <laughs> um, she's from Singapore. Hence, this is why we have a late Level Up Academy conversation tonight. But this is really amazing. Uh, my passion is definitely about leadership. So this is a really great conversation for me because I'm passionate on leveling up every single person. But I try to balance between students and also leader, okay? And for those of you, I got a lot of questions like, you do live podcasts and then you have an MP3? Like, I'm so confused. So I'm going to go ahead and address that because I had a five DMs today. I'm like, okay, I'm going to address it. So recently in the past, I would say a month and a half, I have done live podcasts because I usually, I'm a one-man show. I'm a producer. I'm a host as well. Um, I've been doing podcasts only for about a year in February of last year as a dean of a university. And essentially, if you look in Level Up Academy, it's a lot higher ed because it is about higher education. I'm talking about student engagement, how to engage with your students. And if you're a professor, how do you engage your students at a different level using gamification, right? And if you are synchronous, asynchronous, I also provide the support. And I do one-on-one -on -one coaching too. I don't just do courses or co courses program, but I restructure you um, based on our conversation. So that's what I do as well. What I do now is I take the MP3 or audio of this live podcast and I dump it on my MP3, which has 16 distribution channels. And you see all of the features in like LA Weekly, 
Feedspot, Apple Podcasts, shout out DFW. All of those are from my podcast, okay? And then I had a DM, wait, you have a picture of graduation and you're a doctor. Like, did you just graduate? No, I'm collecting degrees. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, um, that's my fourth one. Uh, I love structure, like I said, because I learn differently that way. And I also love to experience um, how to do it in real life because I'm a kinesthetic learner. But I have a little presentation before. Oh, hello, my sister. So it's got to be Mary Kit. Hello, sister. I'm going to add this and hopefully you can see it. And it's called lead her ship. I know you can't really see the ship, but leadership is lead her ship. Like, hello, it's female, right? And um, that's our conversation for tonight. I know this is kind of small. If you look at it, it's kind of small. And you're like, CJ, what the heck is this? What What, what is happening with all this stats? Um, if you guys know me, I'm all about research and I'm all about stats. And I'm going to give it to you, if, even if it's small, so I can explain what this means. Okay. And I, I sent there. Basically, because we're talking about leadership, and I am for women, this is a research that um, somebody from Harvard Business Review did as well. It's a research about women scoring higher than men in most of leadership skills, right? The first one in, ter in terms of initiative, we scored 55.6 and men at 48.2. Resilience, we also scored 54.7 and 49.3 practices self-development. We are at 54.8 and men at 49.6. Drives results, 53.9. Displays high integrity and honesty, 54%. Developing others, 54%. Men are all 49. Inspires and motivate others, 53.9 versus men at 49.7. And the next one is about championing change. 53% for women, 49% for men, establishing stretch goals. You see all of the women right here, leadership speed, innovates, technical professional expertise. That is slightly like we're at 50.1 and they're like 51.1. So it's slightly higher. Uh, leadership speed, slightly higher. Pretty much we scored higher than men slightly when it comes to leadership, but we did. And the next one is one I want to show you is this. Again, you can see this. I put the link down below. Women rating themselves as less confident than men until their mid-40s. I'm going to actually ask my guests tonight if that is true case, okay? For me, I don't know. I guess I'm out of the mold. But I do see myself exerting and assertive more than ever um, now that I'm actually mid-40s. Um, so yeah, I could see that the study actually, they had 3876 men that they studied and it's a 360 review and women obviously were a little bit more 4779. This study was done in 2016. So not super recent, but this is the study that the men actually, uh, when they hit the age of like 60, 61, they're less confident, which is kind of weird. They're less confident, um, about themselves. So, hmm, interesting. And then before I bring up our guest, I want to talk about building cultural awareness, right? As a business leader, building cultural awareness and sensitivity, effective communication, embracing diversity and inclusion along with essential, it's essential for business leaders, right? So how do we do that? We educate yourself, which means each one of us as a business leader, we need to educate ourselves. 
This is the first step towards building cultural awareness and sensitivity to educate ourselves. And you're like, CJ, what do you mean, right? There's different cultures, right? Eastern and Western cultures. For example, I'm going to give you an example. My husband is Caucasian. So when he and I basically would be an argument out of respect in Eastern culture, I would just put my head down because that's a sign of respect that I'm listening, right? In Western culture, he would be like, why are you so disrespectful? Why are you not looking at my eyes? Because in Western culture, respect means you have to look at them in the eyes. But in my culture, you look down as a respect. So those are slightly different. But when it comes to leadership, you need to know those nuances. So educate yourself on cultures, traditions, customs, right? Attend seminars, talk to me, talk to other people, uh, go to conferences, because you need to know the difference when you're dealing with business, especially in the global space. Encourage open communication. I cannot emphasize it enough, right? Within your organization, make sure all your employees feel comfortable sharing their thoughts, their ideas, create an inclusive environment where everyone is valued as an employee, right? Then after that, emphasize the importance of diversity and inclusion, not basically based on like the color of their skin, but more of like be intentional on putting a group of highly skilled individuals, right? Not based on color, gender, or anything otherwise, but diverse type of skills, right? Make it clear that it's a top priority as your, as, as your organization. This can be achieved through training programs, employee resource groups, right? And of course, you can create a diversity community. And then practice empathy. What does that look like? What does that mean? Business leaders should practice empathy towards their employees from different backgrounds. Sometimes it's a religious thing where they might not go to work or come to work because they're they're paying respect to some type of holidays, right? And you don't understand, but you have to be, make sure that you're empathetic to whatever that their culture is, right? Showing empathy as a business leader can build trust and understanding with your employees because they are different than you. Now, hire diverse talent. Again, I can't emphasize it based on skills, right? You ensure that you're recruiting candidates from different backgrounds, not just in one set. Another one is celebrate diversity. Once you have that, celebrate it. Even make a cultural events like Filipino likes lumpia. I mean, hello, who doesn't like lumpia? If you haven't had lumpia, you got to try it. And if you don't know what it is, ask Filipino friends, okay? Um, and recognition programs. Recognize small wins with your group and create an initiative that is inclusive to everyone. And then my last one is lead by example, right? Leading by example, meaning that business leaders should lead by example. If you expect them to communicate with you, then you should also communicate with them. You need to model the behaviors you want to see in your employees. You need to demonstrate commitment to cultural awareness, effective communication, and diversity and inclusion. So business leaders can inspire their employees to do the same. If you expect something from your employees, you better be doing the same thing. And don't be afraid to make a mess in yourself. It's okay. We're humans, right? Okay, I talked too much already. Anyhow, I am going to, oh, Timothy, <gasps> woohoo, you're finally up. <laughs> I am going to introduce my sister. Do you guys know who it is? Did you pay attention to my post? Anybody? No? No? Do you know who it is? Hmm, what do you think? Should we bring her in?
Welcome, sister. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello, everyone. Thank you for um, sharing your time with us, um, joining us for this live session. Um, and those who are watching us on a replay, enjoy. <laughs> My name is Marilyn. I'm a mother of three. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. <laughs> I'm a solutions provider. I'm a friend. I'm a connection. And I'm the CEO and founder of Customized Training Solutions Private Limited. And we actually help leaders and organizations to through people development by customizing, contextualizing, and um, co-creating co the programs with them in order to create more outcomes for them. So we're in the same space of um, helping people to level up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right level up i love it i love your post too because i i get a little giggle when i say when you put level up i'm like yeah that's right i'm cheering on the side ah, yes um that's amazing so uh the first question that i have is think back 20 years of your life right and where were you 20 years ago and how did you get here today <laughs> so 20 years ago, I've actually found myself clueless on what to do next. I love what I do as a hotel room sales manager during that time. I was earning more than I need because I'm single and I'm the top producer back then. However, my momentum gets distracted a lot because of the unnecessary comments and actions my bosses would give to me. <laughs> so I decided to finally resign 20 years ago in that company. And relating to what I do now, I realized like a lot of people would say that good employees leave due to bad bosses. And as a leader, we drive businesses, we help our team to towards a certain direction right and i said like it's very important for leaders to be trained as well and then 15 years ago i was so passionate and hardworking as per usual <laughs> i i get to close a lot of um, sales and receive a lot of commendations as well all amazing however we still get complaints because I would say because of the poor mindset and lack of training of some of the employees that we work with. And so 10 years ago, I got exposed with a lot of training. When I moved here in Singapore, I get to attend a lot of uh, programs and I moved into a career where we not only organize um, programs, summits um, and trainings, but I also like attend a lot of these um conferences, trainings, and all those stuff. So that really gave me a lot of insights like, wow, this is such a gift. I mean, I've been doing sales, customer service, events management. But I said, like, when I saw the shift in the mindset, behaviors, and even the upgrade in the skills of myself and even the people who also attended some of the programs that we have organized, I said like, wow, this is such a gift. And I've also seen that uh, like gap between the CAN programs and the customized programs because definitely um, with with understanding the problem and what you need to, uh, to do, it really has like so much impact. Um, like what you've said as well, right? It has to be something applicable 
practical and something that is transferable, right? When when you do learning, it's not just about reading, getting all those certificates, but also it's about learning and applying those to, to what you do, right? So I guess that's my story, why I am here today doing customized training solutions. <laughs> that's awesome because we usually do, like our business usually, it, it solves the problem. That's the why, like, People are like, why are you started? Like, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I do a lot of things. Let me let, let me think. Like, how do, how do I put this together, right? But at the end of the day, I find myself like, yes, I'm exhausted. Like, literally exhausted. But it's not that type of work that you want to quit. It's the type of work that you want to keep doing even when you're doing. Because my mission, really, I'm super clear. I'm super clear on my purpose and my mission, which is to inspire the world joseph gonzalez okay me and him and brett is here too keep up the good work yay um basically i want to inspire the world through conversations right yes. because people see like us driven in training all the time but some people say hey you know i can't do this because i have kids i'm like yeah me too i can't do this because i'm married yeah me too like you know what i mean i can't do this because i'm a full-time worker yeah me too and what do you <laughs> do you know like I have pets I'm like yeah I have more you know and and people are like okay so stop stop CJ stop like what do you do and I'm like I do a lot of things but at the end of the day I'm passionate literally about helping others level up themselves and you're like is it just higher ed listen because I'm a professor I focus on higher ed a lot however mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that also worked in the corporate world. I used to be a fi commercial finance banker. I did staffing. I did real estate. I did insurance. Like I did literally, high, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And what I love about that is I marry both um, real world experiences and also what you hear in, in universities and what you're supposed to learn and put them together so that I can rebirth transferable skills. And I love that you did that because most of the time you can only get transferable skills through working. But because of today, you know, yourself, a lot of CEO, a lot of founders, a lot of amazing people um, in, on LinkedIn who have a lot of experiences, like we're doing little niches here and there. Imagine if we all collaborate. That's what I'm trying to do is collaborate through my podcast so you guys can give information, not just for us here, 30, whatever, 3,000, there's 7 billion people in the world. We need to come together and level up. So that is so cool. Now, from CTS, mm -hmm. what are some of the traits and skills do you feel that are most important to becoming a leader? I would always say that adaptability, continuous learning, and empowering others are the most important um, skills and traits for you to become a good or a great leader, right? It's... Um, I, it's actually like an, an acronym, A-C-E, to ACE Leadership. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I said that because, I mean, um, especially nowadays that we're going through a lot of changes, we need to adjust, we need to have that awareness, and we need to recognize that we need to embrace change, right? We need to adapt um, in order for us to be able to keep up and stay relevant. Um, continuous learning, of course, without us learning and continuously doing so, how can we actually adapt to the changes that are happening to us from technology to even how the market is evolving, right? 
um, and the last one, which is empowering um, others, is because um, being able to provide the tools, the training, and other resources for your team will also help you like have a, a work-life balance somehow, right? Um, you help them to set their achievable goals. Um, you held them accountable, and you let them follow through as well, right? Because that's what leadership is. It's really like what you've said, leading by example and allowing them as well to be leaders themselves. Yeah, that's true. I, I love that. Now, what what does leadership look like to you? Like, I know you've already, and, and Cooper, I, I want to address what you said about like difficult to follow from dramatically different things where then the interest in personal development can seem totally unrelated. unrelated. True, mm -hmm. but what we're looking at is not necessarily the general public, but more of our personal journey, right? For us as business leaders, what is our personal journey? Because we're not talking about other people. We're only talking about our journey and getting a timeline as business leaders of how we got here today. Because when you research, let's say Apple or, you know, Bill Gates or, you know, Elon, you looked at their timeline. You're not going to look at every single year for the rest of the 20 years. You look at the timeline of how they started, how they changed um, you can't, I can't really go back, you know, 30, 20, 20 years to me is more of like a happy moment of timeline because things have changed a lot. Um, but at the same time, especially with technology, I mean, chat GPT is here. Everything is like, oh, I can write, does my homework. And, and for teachers, that's really hard. And for business leaders, that might be easy because now you don't have to think about content too, right? Like you can literally do some content, but is it accurate? I don't know. You got to do a reference on that check, right? Now, has COVID, has a recent COVID-19 pandemic changed your leadership style in, in terms of like leading others? Has it become challenging or has it been easy? Unfortunately, not really. Uh, because um, for the last eight years I've been doing the business, I've been working with outsourced or remote um, or otherwise a hybrid team. So, and what's more interesting is because I work with a lot of experts and gurus, that makes it like, wow, how did I do that? Sometimes I would ask myself, like, how did I do that? Because most of these people are C-levels or are are X-C-levels um, X are also like um, high-level people, um, managing directors and has been there, done that, right? And I have to collaborate with them a lot um, in, in the work that I do because my business model is so much around collaboration. So it's it's very interesting that, you know, because I work with global experts and so I have been doing the same thing <laughs> even before the COVID hit. So I'm really like um, grateful that I'm prepared for it as well. Um, but in terms of the business leadership wise, um, not much effect, but of course, the way I do business has to change as well. Uh, from you know the usual face to face, I have to move to and pivot to a virtual world. Um, I have to run all the programs online on a virtual or on a virtual setting. Mm, that's true. Now, from all of what you're doing with CTS, collaborating with executive levels, mm -hmm. have you seen the difference in terms of what I? provided at the very beginning when it comes to cultural awareness mm -hmm. i'm sure you hire people from everywhere yes 
do you see the difference in culture, aware, cultural awareness, I should say, between some cultures? Definitely. I mean, it's kind of apparent, especially now that, um, like, it's so easy for us to work with um, anybody from anywhere, right? So, but in terms of the level of awareness and how they actually handle that, I wouldn't say that most are already there or, or perfect in terms of like, yeah, we know that we, we're very aware in terms of the cultural differences. Um, we are aware on how do we actually treat it or the, the people that we work with, given that we have different perspectives, we have different cultural uh, backgrounds and all those stuff. Yes, um, most of them are aware, but as to how they handle it, um, sometimes it's not yet there. That's that's at least my observation. I mean, um, you know, you always like hear all these um, challenges from most organizations around like how can we even the multi-generational <laughs> alone is already a challenge for them. So what more this cultural challenge, um, you know, uh, differences that we have? Like I remember an interview I had with um, uh, he used to work with, uh, I think it's Red Dot, which is a hospitality industry. And um, they have like this, one of the boss like would lift up his foot while having like a conversation. And then he said like, oh, you have to stop doing that here in Malaysia. It's not really that acceptable. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of rude to do that. And so, but in their, of course, in their country, uh, it's, it's okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's definitely like cultural awareness is is a big thing because like I like I give an example when you go, uh, you know, when you, some like Asian culture, especially like the Japanese, when they give you their business card, okay, mm -hmm. most of the time they give you a business card, you take it and you put it in your wallet or you put it down or you put it in your pocket, right? That's yeah. disrespectful for them. Yeah. If they give it to you in two hands, guess what? You're going to get it in yeah. two hands with respect and hold it in front of you the whole time you're having a conversation. Like those cross-cultural communications and the way you need to know other cultures and how they do business, it's your due diligence as a leader to do that. You also mm -hmm. have to think each country, it has um, different types of culture. Like, for example, again, I do Japan a lot because I have a family in Japan and I do China because I have family in China and I have family in the Philippines and Italy. And we do business a lot, import-export. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in Japan, you know, like Mary mentioned me today, like when it comes to Japanese business in America, we're like, hey, eight o'clock, we're going to talk about this. We're going to close the deal. We're going to negotiate by 10 o'clock. We go to lunch at 11. We're good by two o'clock, right? That's mm -hmm. the deal. With some Asian cultures, you party first. You get to know first. You do karaoke, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes they prefer to actually deal with men rather than women. So if you are CEO women and you're going to a masculine type of country, you might want to send your best male counterparts to do that. It's not because, you know, you're less of a person. It's just a cultural difference. So those type of cultural awareness needs to happen. So I'm glad that you said that. Now, have you seen also business leaders that are like, which part of your business, I guess, that I want to talk about that leaders usually kind of shine when it comes to maybe adversity quotient um, or even 
making sure that they are paying attention to because they, they they what they provide is training right mm-hmm. to other companies so how do they provide training to other companies do they even consider culture or is it more like a skill like abc um we do both actually both soft and uh, skills but when i started it's really so much on the technical niche program and because quite a lot of these technical niche programs are skills based so they actually look into like what's the experience like and the credibility like of the speaker right so but it when it comes to the adversity quotient and the cultural um background because the thing is like with what we do right um a lot of time especially that my clients are mainly in asia right so the respect is always there when we bring in like the trainer because they know from the start especially when i introduce the speaker um and the trainer right i i've already elevated him that oh he's like this this is his experience and so like for asian that's one of the good things about us because we're very like uh respectful of of the people especially if we believe or we think that that person has a higher level uh compared to us right so um like so it's it's an advantage on my part because i work with a lot with um gurus and experts but um when it comes to internal so that's the usual challenge that they have because um there's familiarity as well whether the person is um like from a different background or having like um like a different culture or a different nationality or whatnot. But normally the challenge for internal is because there's familiarity also. So like they don't want to listen sometimes uh, to, to those person anymore. I don't know if I got get to answer your question, right? <laughs> there's really no right and wrong answer. It's more of like from your perspective as a founder, mm-hmm. what have you found differences? Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially us here, we're in America, right? But mm-hmm. I get to, I'm rich because I get to see both Eastern and Western culture and a di- different culture. I travel a lot before and and deal businesses all over and I do public speaking and I do training. and um, But I love seeing the differences in culture and the, the mm-hmm. amount of respect. And I always tell people, both all of us wants the outcome to be perfect or close to perfection, right? Mm-hmm. But your delivery of that message makes a difference, right? Sure. Some people will say, Marilyn, okay, they want to compliment you like you're doing a great job, right? That That is the outcome or that's the intent. But instead mm-hmm. of just saying, hey, Marilyn, you did a great job. You know, you look really confident today. Um, they're like, hey, Marilyn, I think you should be able to like move your hair a little bit, change your lipstick color and, you know, do the lighting differently. But you mm-hmm. look pretty. It's like slighted conversation. The intent is good. But when it comes to the delivery, you just suck at it. I'm sorry, you do. Right. <laughs> and I think for, for me, I've seen the difference when it comes to Asian cultures. Our, our delivery is very some some of us don't, don't deliver the right message either because we're so afraid to be judged <laughs> of what say and some of us kind of go and dance around and tap tiptoe what we need to say and some um that are business leaders that have dealt with um western also can can see the difference have you seen that in training a lot of ceos in asia 
Because hmm. normally, most of the sea levels that um, we we manage to train, um, they're already in a level where, yeah, we know what we're doing already, but we're welcoming like new ideas and all those stuff. So, so there's that confidence already, but at the same time, um, you have to be careful on choosing the right expert or speaker for that because mm -hmm. sometimes they might look down <laughs> to those people or to those trainers that are not in the level that where they are or that they are expecting i mean just an example if you bring in like younger generation or younger speakers who are really good with what they do but sometimes some of the ceos here like from my experience um like would make a comment like what are we gonna learn from that young uh, person. person, right? Mm -hmm. um, without even like hearing the person speak yet, or like without really knowing like what could this person bring into the table, right? So I actually observe that a lot from working in the corporate world as well, and also like. Um, having such conversation with some C-levels. But I'm also grateful that um, a lot of the C-levels that I get to know or work with, most of them are very, um, you can call them a leader that are very nice, right? Because um, as they like go up to the level, they have more empathy, they are more open-minded and they are more welcoming um and because most of the, the these great leaders are also like continuous learners so they welcome those differences and even you know they don't really just judge the the person or the people who will deliver the program that's so nice i like to see that a lot more too because a lot of people judge the way you look right and most Asians, like for us, Asians are, we look younger than our age, right? Like we're close right. to 50, but you know, we might look differently than some people, but when you're holding that and your height also makes a big difference, like in online, okay, fine. But when you're like in person, you're like, whoa, CJ, you're kind of small out there. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm five feet tall, but my husband's six one, so I'll bring him in over if you wanted to have a conversation, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that type of, cause I used to have a lot of Swedish uh, students, super smart. And I love the conversation that we're having, but they're like six, four, six, seven. So when I'm putting them on ground, I'm like, can you back up a little bit? My neck hurts because I can't literally it's, you know, they're so tall and my kids are like, wow, this is so amazing. But I think leadership has to do with your heart. Right. And, yeah. and I think when you, when people know that you, you can get given grace because they know who you are as a person and you're compassionate you and you show empathy and you are aware of the culture. You're not saying you're bending down to any patriarchy things. Patriarchy things is all over the world, right? It's all over the world. But at the same time, if you're doing business, you just need to be aware, like reading your room. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of culture, especially in America, were like, well, we're not going to do that because that's not how we do things. That's, that's really not my point. My point is... You need to be able to read the room if you're going to be dealing business outside of 
United States, outside of North America, right? Um, Suresh actually have a great question. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon, Marilyn. How do you avoid groupthink as a leader, especially when you have been there, done it, and having to convince certain leaders who are ingrained in a very transformation style of leadership due to their culture? Well, thank you for that um, question. Quite difficult, right? Group thinking. Because a lot of times, like, um, oh, I like I have this um, conversation or presentation that I did with, um, like, senior people. Um, it's in Rotary. So a lot of them are C-levels and are, like, are really senior um, already. And the way I see them is that they doesn't, they, they, they're not welcoming or, like, um the conversation or the the presentation around why continuous learning is important until i say this thing um it's it's actually a quote from i think it's from henry ford that if you stop learning you grow old so that's when they started listening to me <laughs> so they want to be they don't want to be called old right <laughs> from from that experience so but um as a leader especially when they have been there and done that right having to convince certain leaders it's it's true it's it's actually kind of difficult right and that's the reason why we have to be careful in how we also speak to them um and that's also the reason why if i know that my audience will be like senior leaders like this what i will do is i will choose someone who can speak on that level as well or or have been there than that because um having having said that they would like okay i guess i i have to listen to this guy because he's been he has done his work he has been to the level where i am so um that's also another thing that um i do when it comes to matching um my my trainers to the audience that i will um work with yeah i can't hear you of course i'm on mute i was testing you. <laughs> a really good point you know leadership is all about the heart and emotional intelligence and and it is because reading the room is a big thing right especially mm-hmm. the different cultures because it's one thing to know your own culture you've been you've grown up that that's what it is it's another to actually travel somewhere outside of your home country and go to a different type of culture and see the differences there's huge differences when you travel a lot when it comes to respect when it comes to the way you talk Right. Like in here, when you're an engineer, you just called your t- your first name like Tom. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're a doctor, then you're called a doctor, whether it's business, uh, psychology, Ph.D. or medical or, you know, you just called a doctor um, and that's it. But if you're an engineer, you don't really see that. But in the Philippines, they call you engineer. Right. Like your first name. So I'd be like, hey, engineer, Maryland, like they actually have that type of respect. It's so mm-hmm. different in, in culture. And I love that. Um, so Timothy, thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm not sure who said this. I'm sure it's market. These people are closed. <laughs> yeah, but that happens. I mean, if you can try, you can always try, right. To, to like open up their mind by, um, sharing some stories and some, uh, results that you have done, um, most of the time but the thing is like there are some people that who are close um, minded so um it's it's really about like 
doing the best that you can in order to transform them. And what I've seen like very effective in the way we run our program is, is we always start with um, like starting with a why and um, like working on the behavioral and speaking to the heart before we even start the the session around the skills like that what makes it more effective because if they understand the why if they understand the um, reason why the trainer or the speaker is helping them or is in front of them then they tend to be more receptive um, so the group thinking then or, or the negative um, probably uh, negative emotions or like difference or differences within the room um, somehow like goes down, right? Yeah, um, I actually like, usually I, I saw this on my bachelor's program um, in communications class. It's like an exercise that they, they basically show, um, they ask questions like, how many have four kids? Like they start really, you know, really easy. How many have pets? And then you step forward, right? How mm -hmm. many have tattoos? And then you step forward. And then, and then the very fi first five questions usually is kind of just like an icebreaker. And then they right. dig deeper, like how many of you have self-doubt? How many of you have this, done this? And you'd see people. And, and sometimes when it's like a really personal, like, oh, I don't want to be judged. You look around the room like... <laughs> Who's stepping first? Who's stepping first? Like no one is stepping because it's that judgment. And I think group thinking for me is a phenomenon that basically is is in a group of people that makes irrational or dysfunctional uh, decision because you know they prioritize to be conform and you you know over critical thinking and independent judgment. So when I made that comment, and I think Cooper was actually talking about like, hey, you have to be careful with. Um, what, you, what did he say? Uh, condone patriarchy. True. We are trying to be away from that. All I'm saying is you need to be aware when it comes to business and just different culture. Not mm -hmm. saying you should just do it. I'm saying if it's possible and you can't change it, like if you're talking, you know, $30 million and you're like, oh, I don't want to condone patriarchy. So I'm just not going to send whoever I need to send to deal with this business. You're seeing that now, but if you're in front of that 30 million, you got, your tune is going to be different, quite honestly. I'll be honest with you. I've dealt business in the millions with family, and it, it changes. It changes so much, right? And leadership, I think, can play, or leader itself can play an important role to mitigate those negative effects of groupthink just by open communication. Because we are from different culture, right? And just open mind, open mind, like, hey, you're different than me. It's okay, but how can we do it together, right? Um, what about your career that inspires you to keep going, Marilyn? My career? Um, so basically what I'm enjoying in the thing that I do right now, as I mentioned earlier, like how I see training, how I see like uh, people shift their mind, they, their mindset, their behavior, and how they improve their skills. I find it as a gift for anyone who actually receives it. So I, I find it something very fulfilling um, career-wise and like impact-wise <laughs> in the people that I get to work with. So that's what I believe is like something that really makes me passionate and um, 
like I don't get really tired of the things that I work. Um, sometimes, you know, um, it's it's kind of draining as well, to be honest. I mean, we're entrepreneurs, right? We have to do this, try this, um, and um, give this for free and whatnot. But, but then, like, when you get, like, testimonials, recommendations, or even just a short comment, how they, it has, like, made a difference to them, like, how it has impacted them, then, like, huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is, like, it, it was worth it, right? Everything is now worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing, right? Because I had a conversation with um, a friend today. We were talking about it. And I said, you know, sometimes like, for example, this podcast, I started it and like three months later, I wanted to give it up because it was only done for as a dean of the university. It's only done for my team. Mm-hmm. And when I, you get an email when someone tells you, you save their life based on the conversation you'd had with another person and that that inspires them every time i'm tired and i don't want to do it or i don't want to edit anything and i'm like oh gosh yes i'm doing that for that one person even if no one's listening at all one person is listening and i'm changing that life i will do it and then you know my friends are saying hey you you've done all of the the world in finance and all that why don't you go back cuz because I always, sometimes I think they hear me like, oh my God, I make two bucks an hour as a teacher. You know, I, that's like the running joke because we do so much and we get so little. But it's, it's when they, when I say that, I catch myself, I said, okay, I'm not complaining, I'm venting. Okay. But when I see my students tell you, hey, Dr. Leland, you've changed my life and the way you taught me, everything like seems like when you're tired, everything seems to be okay. Like, I'm not tired. I'm good today. You know, you do your little sexy confidence. You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm good today. I'm tired, right? Like, what now? Yeah. Now, what do you think leaders can do to promote success in their teams? Like, what kind of tips would you provide for your colleagues? If you're a leader and you'd like to promote success in your team, and this is also the same when you're a team member and you'd like to promote or provide help and tips for your colleagues as well. First and foremost, I believe it's psychological safety. It's really about creating space for people to share their ideas, their perspective, and I would say that you'll be amazed how a learning organization can bring each other, like, um, can, how can you bring, like, one another, the people, the team members, the organization and into a greater heights, right? Because um, when you say uh, psychological safety, it's a well combination of building trust. And, of course, for you to be able to build trust, right, you also have to, like, build relationships. You also have to ensure that you know the person. Um, it's it's really getting personal with the people that you work with. Um, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, all the stuff or, or the gossips that, <laughs> that goes on with your life, but it's really more of, like, hey, um, you know, it's really just saying um, or, or sharing personal thoughts uh, with each other as well or like knowing the person. Like in, in my introduction earlier, remember, I said I'm a mother of three. I'm, <laughs> I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. It's, it's really how it is, right? We're humans and we have to like somehow um, satisfy different aspects of our lives. And so if there's psychological safety and there's like, um, like a relationship between, you know, 
everyone in the organization, it makes life easier for everyone, right? Um, and then the second one, again, is like part of that is building trust relationships in a very collaborative manner through effective communication and open feedback, right? Especially in Asia, I think that's one of the challenges that we have. It's like, you know, they feel that for you to be respectful of them, um, you can't say anything, right? Especially for bosses, especially like, you know, cultures like in Japan or uh uh, and Korea and something like that, right? Like where generally there's no psychological safety because you have to respect them. And the way to respect them is just being a yes man or yes woman to them, right? <laughs> Which is very unfortunate because how can you learn from each other when you don't really get to communicate or give feedback, right? And it's only possible when there's psychological safety and when there's relationship as well within the organization. And again, leveraging on each other's um, strength, everyone's strengths, res respecting the differences. Um, earlier, we were talking about diversity and inclusions. It's not just about being different. It's just not about the diversity. But but it's about accepting it, embracing those differences that, you know, that you have with other people. We have different personalities. We have different opinions. We have different experiences. And that, you know, that gives us a different perspective altogether, right? Yeah. So if we get to listen, if we get to leverage on each other's strengths, then the energy is really different, right? And also... Yeah. It, opens up a lot of opportunities as well for for everyone imagine how joyful the organization will be if there's love if there's always respect and if there's psychological safety within the organization and everyone is happily doing what they are yeah, uh, passionate that, about right? helping each other. i want to suresh you're killing me. <laughs> I, I was going to actually do equity at the end. I know most people will do like diversity, equity, inclusion right away. Um, I wanted to do equity because I, I want to put it out there jokingly, but also in reality. Okay. In United States, I know you're in Asia, in United States, our teachers literally have respect is like, you know, and, and think about it for teachers. We make the future of the world. We educate kids. I do K to 12. I do higher ed. My youngest student is four years old. My oldest is 78. Okay. That's my student's gap. I do medical doctors when they open up. Um, I teach medical doctors and business when they open up a, a, a medical hospital. Um, but here's the thing. I was going to do it at the end, but I'm going to do it now. Because Suresh actually like tells me about it. Um, or equity, you know. Teachers right now, I doubled down in education instead of doing the corporates. I've done it for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, we Fair compensation is a big deal. Okay, Some universities that I work for, who's going to name nameless, in the past, it's just that they do not have a fair compensation for us. We do so much, like literally sometimes grading like 1 o'clock in the morning. We don't get paid to do hourly, even though everyone is in hourly in California. Fair compensation is like, out the door to most of adjunct faculty in United States, right? So all of these business leaders who owns university that are private, they need to ensure that all of their teachers are, are paid fairly. 
right? And for corporate world, some of them are are paid fairly, some of them are not based on their skills. Like we literally are highly skilled. We're building your future, right? But but the thing is, transparent communication sometimes is not there. Why do you think there's so many teachers that are opening their own business, right? Because it, there's a breakdown. A, the compensation is not there, but we have more work to do without support. And so you see it on the news source here in America, Teachers are not fully supported, K to 12 especially, right? So what do we do? We look for career development opportunities. How can we? We're grading all day, all night, and the kids are throwing dumbbells at us. Literally, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, PE, PE teachers, one of my best friends, she was like doing PE and they throw dumbbells. The, the, the kids are like sixth, seventh grade and you, they can't go to jail. They're juvenile, right? So what do you do? You call the cops, they get out anyway, doesn't matter. So yeah, equity is definitely fair. Compensation is something that I definitely would want. Career development opportunities, right? Equity incentives, like offer stock options. We don't have stock options. Uh, if you work for the state here and most universities for adjuncts are private, so we don't have those, right? Flexibility and work-life balance is a big deal for, for teachers and for corporate world. So time off, employees who feel supported in their personal lives are more productive and engaged um, in their work. So how do you, we measure that? We not only do surveys, but we do a qualitative interviews. How are you doing that? And I'm glad you said that because I just did, I, I run a, a networking event almost a month ago. And, and the highest score I think for me is the 5.0 is what you get. And I get like 4.89, 4.9. I'm like, okay, where is that 0.01% coming up? Like the negative. And my husband's like, why do you always need to be a 5.0? And I'm like, no, I wanted to continuously improve. So I want to know why there isn't that 5.0. And to make sure that all my team that are in my team sees that I am trying to do open balance for them, right? And remember that schedules between life, motherhood, right? And being a business leader and entrepreneur, we are all over the place that there's a balance on that, even for corporations as well. Now, my last question, I know we're running out of time, but maybe we get a little bit over because I really want to know, this is my last question to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually saw a, an interview from His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And he said, change begins within you. Use compassion to change your world and ultimately our world. Mm -hmm. So Sister Marilyn, how do you hope to change the world? I hope to change the world by, of course, starting with myself, having that awareness and also working on myself on different aspects. Um, I start, I have been starting doing that, like doing my exercise, my diet, uh, my meditation and all those stuff. But in the work that I do, I really hope to change the world by creating more leaders who shows up, <laughs> who steps up and who humanizes the way they work right and we we know that we can leverage on the geniuses that everyone has in this world so it's really about like giving that opportunity to everyone um and um how how do we like respect and leverage all those differences that we have um in the workplace that uh that we we are in right because at the end of the day um you know, like in my introduction, I might just be a training provider for someone, but I could be everything for someone else, right? Um, 
and 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 so having that in mind <laughs> it's not about the position it's not about the level or the designation that we have at work but it's really like how are you adding value to the organization to so the lives of the other people that you work with other than you know uh, being able to like make that difference as well to the community and the world around you yeah and i love what you do by the way um having to collaborate at a level where you're technically mentoring other leaders right um a better way to level up themselves because yes you you probably done it some people have done 30 40 50 years that been in business they've done it all this way but what if there's a different way just like in math right there's to sure. multiply to divide to ex you know exponential and even adding just adding itself right there's a different way to get to five. It's not just five, four plus one, right? There's different ways to go to five, just like people. There's a different way to learn and gain that experience. And I'm so glad that you are kind of interweaving mentorship through training and mm -hmm. having support for those leaders because most leaders, some of them actually, I shouldn't say all, but some leaders are very complacent. They've been there, done that, and I can't learn anything anymore. I'm done. Like, what? who are you to tell me what to do? That attitude, and I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that people don't have that attitude. And some people are like, okay, I'm hungry for learning. Give me something to learn. I would love to help others, right? And again, I go back to the heart and also what your mission is. Because at the end of the day, people need to know who you are through your heart through your mission any last minute before we end any any type of message you would like to give to the world um just basically i'd like to inspire everyone um to invest in yourself invest in your people um because leadership is about continuous learning and developing your team to be leaders as well so and that's one way for you to also leave your purpose awesome for me my last minute um, last thing that I wanted to put out there, first of all, thank you guys for being here. I know it's late for some people and some people it's afternoon is the perfect timing. Uh, my last minute is try not to judge others based on your limitations. Just because you have your own limitations and people want to do it differently, don't judge them. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know how they got there. A lot of people judge like, oh, he said something different than I do. That's your limitations. That's you problem, not their problem, right? So try to not to judge people based on your limitations. If they want to do it, support them in your team, in your surroundings, in your community, and build each other up, not pull each other down. And when you communicate with others, ask yourself, if someone says that to me, would I be offended? Right? Because we're so easy to give advice because we know everything. <laughs> when you're actually given that same advice that you just give to somebody else, put yourself in that like, oh, would that hurt me if I said that that way? Just reflect on it. Think about it. But I leave you with positive vibes. We're going to do sexy confidence. Ooh, Mary, super late. See, I'm happy seeing all swap places. <laughs> oh, before I end, I know we got two more minutes. Next week, starting April, I'm going to actually dedicate everything in the month of April through wellness. 
and it's actually gonna have i'm gonna have um anxiety breathing not me okay this other people that does it for a living because mm, i don't know i have a lot of anxiety too but that's not gonna happen i'm gonna actually be the student okay um i have someone who does that for a living i'm gonna have michalina i think she does nutrition for your body i'm gonna have an author who actually lost a lot of weight is a lifestyle change uh i'm going to have um, medical doctors that are general practitioners that's been doing this for years that's gonna be here to level all of us up and yes it is for free because it is live so hopefully you'll be there and mary baker you're still up She's going to be my co-host on some of those live shows. You don't know what's coming your way. Mary and I are explosive. We might deviate to our conversation like, what health? What? We're having Doritos here. What, what do you mean? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. But I want to say thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. It's my pleasure to be here. I oh. hope our audience got something out of this conversation. <laughs> sure is thank you Marilyn CJ wonderful engagement great share and insights have a great day thank you for being here look up Mary whoop whoop <laughs> April is, is going to be good right Ooh, look at that it'll be fun Mary aren't you supposed to be sleeping like isn't it midnight or wait 10 so it's like 1am your time isn't it <laughs> yeah thank you so much guys have a wonderful evening <laughs> Thank you for listening to Level Up Academy Podcast City. This is your host, Dr. Leland. I wanted to tell you, I appreciate you. Please subscribe. Listen to us every single day. I have a masterclass coming out on August 1st. It is for everyone who wants to learn how to do podcasting from this is class is going to be created for very technical, but for non-technical users. And if you dream of having your own podcast, here I am to support you. See you soon. Thank you again. And please subscribe. Have a fantastic day. If you have any questions, level me up at Lua, L-U-A, at level up by B-Y, Doc Leland, D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Have a fantastic and fabulous day.